Let's talk about the Lord today. Let's talk about Jesus Christ today. I'm going to the book of Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. We'll begin reading. I want you to join with me there. Uh, Colossians 2 and 6. And as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. You have to receive him before you can walk in him. Verse 7, and we, we preached about this, about being rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Paul then sets a, a warning. He says in verse 8, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him, in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And then he says, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also ye are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him, through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh or the unrighteousness of your flesh hath he quickened it together with him having forgiven all or forgiven you all trespasses blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was that warred against us which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he showed of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you today. Lord, we love your word today. Father, let it be alive to our hearts. It's already alive and powerful and quick and sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, I pray, dear God, today that it would become alive to us in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. I want to talk to you this morning about complete in Christ. Complete in Christ. God bless you. Those of you here in the building, be seated. You'll be seated at home if you're standing. Amen. <clears throat> Let's get to the word today. Consider with me Jesus, and the question is asked, who is he? Just the mention of his name sends ripples through the thoughts in the mind of a child. It's really exciting to watch as we're watching our granddaughter, Ruby, coming more and more aware of who Jesus is and her questions that are amazing and also uh, thought-provoking and deep. Uh, but you mention the name of Jesus and a child begins to think on all kinds of things. But that same name that brings uh, uh, wonder to the eyes of a child sends shockwaves through the corridors of hell. It's a powerful name. Who is this one that came and changed the course of human history? History has never been the same since he walked on this earth. 
Questions abound concerning Christ. Some call him a myth. Some reject him altogether. Some say that he is a rebel rouser and a miscreant. Some say that he's a teacher or, or just a man. But who, who do we say that he is? H.G. Wells was far from being a follower of Christ when he said, I am a historian. I'm not a believer. But I must confess as a historian that this penniless preacher from Nazareth is irrevocably the very center of history. Jesus Christ is easily the most dominant figure in all history. He may not have been a follower of Christ, but I believe he made his true, true statement. Jesus stands alone above all. He is the most beloved. He is the most beloved, but he's also the most hated figure of history. Jesus, though he had no servants, he's called master. <clears throat> though he had no degree, we call him teacher. He had no medicine, but they call him healer. He had no army, but yet kings fear him. Amen. He had no military battles, yet he conquered the whole world. That's something to think about when we consider Jesus. He, he committed no crime, but they crucified him for crimes. He was Buried in a tomb, but he didn't stay there, for he lives today, unlike any other, this Jesus. Amen. In chemistry, he turned water into wine. In biology, he was born without the natural form of conception. In physics, he disapproved the law of gravity as he ascended into heaven, walked on the water, amen, and healed the bodies, amen. In economics, he disapproved the law of diminishing returns, feeding 5,000 men plus women and children with two fishes and five loaves. I'm sure you would like to have that uh, benefactory, that benefit. Uh, amen. In medicine, he cured the sick and the blind without administering a drug. In history, he is the beginning and the end. In government, he said that he would be called the wonderful counselor, prince of peace. In the kingdom, he, he said no one comes to the Father except by him. Some mock Jesus. Others deny him. Yet Jesus still stands preeminent. A figure not only in history, but a great leader, a great teacher, and also my redeemer and your redeemer. Paul warns that, that, that we need to re listen to today. It still rings true today. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Be careful what you follow when you begin to hear somebody talk about Christ. Be careful what you read when you begin to see somebody write about Jesus Christ. Paul is warning to the church then, and he's warning the church today. Guard yourself against smooth-tongued preachers and teachers who by manipulation, uh, they begin to draw the people away into a place where Christ is not the one they're after, but rather they're after the philosophy. They're after the philosophy. Beware, he said, of the worthless philosophy that reveres human wisdom rather than the revelation of Scripture. Their deception is grand Founded in, in, and founded in midair. There is no foundation. Watch out, he says. 
for humanistic traditions based on worldly concepts. Watch out for those who spoil you through vain philosophy. That doesn't mean that they're going to make you feel good like you spoil a child, but it is rather you become the spoil. Watch out lest you become the spoil. You become a, 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 the, the byproduct of following someone that is offline when it comes to Christ. So who is this Christ? Do you know Jesus Christ? Peter preaching on Pentecost, he said that he, Jesus was both Lord and Christ. Jesus was both Word and the anointed Messiah. So he was the anointed Word. The angels told the shepherd, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. He is Christ the Lord. Thomas said of him after the resurrection that he is my Lord and my God. Jesus said of himself in John 14 and 6, I am the way the truth and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. Who is he? He's Lord and he is Christ. I wish I knew who to credit this statement from, but I come across this somewhere some time back. But here's, here's something that you ought to know. Buddha never claimed to be God. Moses never claimed to be Jehovah. Muhammad never claimed to be Allah. Yet Jesus Christ claimed to be the true and living God. Buddha simply said, I am a teacher in search of truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. Confucius said, I never claimed to be holy. Jesus said, who convicts me of sin? Muhammad said, unless God throws his cloak of mercy over me, I have no hope. Jesus said, unless you believe in me, you will die in your sins. I want to tell you that there have been men that have graced this planet who were great men. But I want to tell you, a greater than Buddha may be here, a greater than Muhammad is here, a greater than Rockefellers, a greater than you put the name in its place, a greater than Kennedy, a greater than Rothschild, a greater than Churchill. He is here and I want to introduce him to you today. C.S. Lewis said he said it very well as he is an incredible writer. He said, I'm trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him. Speaking of Jesus. They say, I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is one thing we must not say. A man that Mr. Lewis says, he said, a man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with the man who says he's a poached egg or else he would be a devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up 
up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon. Or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He was not left, he has not left that open to us. He did not intend to do so. What is he saying? He is saying he is Lord and he is God. Paul in our text says, in him dwelleth, in him dwelleth, and you look up that word dwelling in the dwelleth in the Greek, and it means has been, is, and continues. It's the verb that means it is perpetual. It's not that just it, it was be in the sense of uh, going to do away with, but it is a perpetualness. In the beginning, John 1 and 1 says the word was God and the word was with God. So if we find that the fullness of the Godhead dwelleth in uh, Christ bodily. In him dwelleth the fullness of all. All the fullness, the Bible says. This is a mind-blowing statement. It is hard for us to comprehend, perhaps. Jesus is the manifestation of a God we could never see otherwise. A God who is invisible. A God who fills the universe. A God who is omnipresent. A God who is here, there, and where we're going. A God who does not know time. A God who is greater than time. A God that is beyond our wildest comprehension and yet he takes himself and robes himself and wraps himself in a way so that you and I who could never see him otherwise you and I who can never know him on a personal level otherwise can now look at him and say I see him I know him he is Jesus he's the fullness of the Godhead bodily resident in him Whoop. Hallelujah. He's the living word of God revealed. He is God's omnipotence in human flesh. Hallelujah. Read John 3. You will find that Jesus made a statement to, to Nicodemus. He said, I'm talking to you and I'm in heaven at the same time. How can he do that? How can he do that? That's, that, that's, that's Star Wars stuff. That's fiction stuff. No, it isn't. It's real stuff. It's God's stuff. It's real stuff. Jesus said of himself, I am Alpha and Omega. Woo! How can he do that? Amen. Because he's more than a man. We find that he is omniscient, walking the dusty paths of Palestine. He's the evidence of omnipresence. He is the personification and expression of the immutability of God. He is the fullness of God dwelling bodily in him. He is divine expression of the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Amen. He is the attributes of God all packaged up into one thing so you and I can learn of him, so you and I can see him and say, yes, he is my example. He was a man but he is also my divine representative of what it means to be the great I am. Hallelujah. My wife played for me 
this past week a story off of a recording that tells about G.T. Haywood one time was in a discussion with some folks that, that believed in the uh, triune God head, as it were, that that Godhead is wrapped up into three, amen, and, uh, and so they were talking to him and, and, and they were making fun of him. They were belittling G.T. Haywood. One, one preacher called him, his belief, Haywood and Stubble making fun of him and when it became his time to, to, to speak he started singing everybody ought to know everybody ought to know everybody ought to know who Jesus is Hallelujah. I want to tell you today everybody ought to know who Jesus really is. Everybody ought to know He's the one that wrote, uh, amen, and tells us about the great I am. The Bible tells us about Jesus is that he is the judge in 2 Corinthians 5 and 10. But he's also our advocate in 1 John 2 and 1. Jesus is known as the lamb in Revelation 5. But he's also known as the lion of the tribe of Judah in that same passage. Jesus is the son of righteousness, rising with healing in his wings. But he's also, Malachi said, or Revelation says, he's a morning star. Malachi says he's the son of righteousness. Jesus is the Jehovah of battles. Psalm 24 and 8. But he's also the prince of peace. Isaiah 9 and 6. What, what are you saying, Brother Gil? What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying it's all wrapped up in him. Whatever you need, it is all wrapped up in him. Hallelujah. For when you get Christ, you get the fullness of him. The word fullness here in the Greek means full measure with emphasis on completeness. Full measure with emphasis on completeness. The sense here is the state of having every necessary or normal part or component or step. So comprised in Christ, capsuled in Christ, is every component of God that I need. Did you just take a run around your house? Did you just shout hallelujah? That in Christ is the full, complete measure of everything that I need. No wonder Jesus would say in John 14 and 9, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father, and, that, and how sayest thou then, show us the Father? What is he saying? Mm, what the Father has, that's what I personify. What you can't see of the Father in the invisible, I personify it in the natural. <clears throat> what you need in the invisible, I've got it right here. It's going to come through me. It's going to come through me. For Jesus is the very thought of God. He is the logos of God. He is the word of God manifested to bring light and revelation to those that need it in their life. Jesus, the son of God, amen, is the father revealed for you and for me. Paul said this earlier to the book of Colossians. He said in chapter 1 and verse 16, I love this. For by him, speaking of Jesus Christ, were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible 
and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Look at this. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. By him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church who is the beginning, uh, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Then look at verse 19, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. What is he saying? He said he's got everything you need. It's wrapped up in Jesus. It is in his name. It is in his power. What I can't understand about God, I see in the face of Jesus. And then our opening text, he says, in him dwelleth the fullness. And then he said in verse 10, Colossians 2 and 10, and ye are complete in him. <laughs> Woo! Ye are complete in him. Jesus is the perfect and divine representation and completion of the Father for us who are who are finite, who are incomplete, who don't have all the answer. Jesus is the answer of all the ages, the ancient of days personified for those of us who live a short time on this earth. Jesus, who is the wisdom of God personified, the truth when those of us that need an answer cannot find it. We call upon him. We call upon his name. Bible commentator J. Vernon McGee says of this word complete, he said it means where we are complete in him. He said it's a nautical term, and it could be translated in this very vivid way. You're ready for the voyage of life in him. Isn't that a wonderful way of saving it? You are ready for the voyage of life in Christ. And whatever you need for that voyage of life you find in him. This is where we say that Christ is the answer. What's your question? What is it that you need today? Are you carried away by human philosophy? Then turn to Christ. Are you carried away by enticing words? Are you carried away by systems and traditions of men? Then turn to Christ. That's what he said. I like that. Amen. Are you on a voyage? Are you on this journey called life? And you're looking for some assistance? And you're looking for some help? You can't find it in the world? You can't find it in government? You can't find it in education. You can't find it in promiscuity. You can't find it in drugs. You can't find it in alcohol. Where are you going to go? Let me tell you where you go. Go to the one who in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Because if I can understand that, then I know where to go. I know where to go. I like what also the Greek scholar Vincent says about this word complete. He says, not ye are made full in him, but ye are in him made full. Okay, let me, let me say that again because I had to read it two or three times when I first read it. Not that ye are made full in him, but ye are in him made full. 
So the important thing is not that I'm made full, but the important thing is that I am in him. For if I am in him, I'm automatically made full. Run it over. Again, our text, Colossians 2 and 10, says you are complete in him. And he's the head of all principalities. Take that devil. All power. Take that devil. Got a problem in your life? He's the head of it. That means he's got the authority. And I can have completeness. I can set my sails and go where I need to go because he's got what I need. Then he begins to talk about redemption. He begins to talk about salvation and transformation. He says, uses words like circumcision that we, you know, don't always understand. So you got to go back to the Old Testament and understand what circumcision was. In the natural, God gave Abraham a covenant and he said it's connected to circumcision. And every one of your sons that are circumcised, Every one of your sons that are set apart, they receive the covenant. And Paul begins to pick up that understanding as a Hebrew. And he says in verse 11, in whom also ye are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. This isn't natural. This isn't natural. This isn't physical. It's putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. How does that happen? Amen. It is for every man and woman. It is to be the next verse, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who had raised him from the dead. And then I love this, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision, the unrighteousness, the filthiness of your flesh hath he quickened together with him. Ah, what you're saying? I'm saying that when I went down in the water, amen, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was a dead man. I was a dead man walking. I had to take care of some old things in my life. And when I went down, I went down a dead man and I come up a living man. Just as Jesus Christ was buried in the tomb, I am now buried in him. I'm some of y'all mean to open your door and run around your house. You are buried in him. That means you are in him. You are in him. So then, Pastor Dillon, my, my salvation is complete in him. My healing is complete in him. My hope is complete in him. It's furnished in him. Oh, hallelujah. My peace is complete in him. My covenant of circumcision, my covenant of adoption has brought me into a place of promise that now I can know where to go. Where do I go when the storms of life begin to threaten? Where do I go? I go to him. I go to him. I go to him. I go to him because I'm complete. 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 You may map out your life and your journey like some Jacques Cousteau exploring the ocean, exploring your life, and then you can say, when I'm this old, this is going to happen. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have 2.5 kids, a white picket fence around my house, drive a, a, a minivan, I'm going to have, I'm going to do this. And then all of a sudden your life doesn't go that direction. 
Your life begins to turn in another direction. And you think, where, where am I? What's going on? What is happening to me? It's falling apart. Ooh, wait, maybe I'm not residing and trusting in him because he said I am complete in him and that means my journey on this life he is going to provide what I need let me just tell you he never promised you that you'd never suffer he never promised us that we never suffer but he did promise us I'll never leave you or forsake you I will be with you unto the end I want to tell you today that begins with knowing you are in Christ Paul wrote this to the Corinthians when he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, if any man be complete in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If if there is a condition to this promise, it's not just for any willy-nilly idea that you could come along and say, I'm going to get what I need. You've got to be in him. If any man, any man, any man, any man, any woman, any boy, any girl, salvation is all open to all. It is whosoever will let him come. If any man be in Christ, located, fixed, def defined as being a part of making sure your position is secure in Christ. Amen. He is being in Christ makes you who you are. If any man be in Christ, he is. You may look at me and you may see me now, 58 years old. You may see me now where I, but let me tell you, there's some places I've been. There's some things that I've done. There's some things that I wish I had never done. But I want to say that if I can get in Christ and being in Christ changes me from the position of a worn out sinner, changes my position from despair to victory, changes my position from being a down and out to an up and coming, Changes my position from I don't think I'll make it to I'm an overcomer because I'm in Christ. I'm, I'm in Christ. That means there's been a fresh change, a new creature. Old things are passed away. Yesterday does not dominate me anymore. My past is not the preeminent authority in my life, but it's Christ. I become a new creature in a flash, in an instant. Old things are vanished away. Behold, all things come. It's just up for me to stay in Christ. If I jump back in my past, well, look what I did. Then I'm not, I need to get back in my position of faith and trust in Christ. Then I want you to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. My salvation is in him. My regeneration is in him. So is my victory. 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Amen. Thanks be unto God who always causes. The word cause here means to lead. As Brother David talked about, the Lord is our shepherd that leads us. He causes us. It's not that he's going to just push us without our own will. As we follow him, 
we follow victory. As we stay with him, we stay with victory. As we are in him, amen, because that's what it says. He causes us, he leads us into triumph. He leads us into victory because we're in him. Hallelujah. The battle is the Lord's. It's said over and over, be still and know that I am God. And we can quote those scriptures, but if our, if our heart is not in Christ and our faith is not in Christ, we will be easily swayed. We'll be easily removed from that. But if we are in Christ, we've been changed, we've been transformed, we are complete, and we are victorious. Let me show you something else you need to know about being in Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. But as God is true... Our word toward you was not yea and nay, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yes. It wasn't willy-nilly up and down, but it was yes, it was sure. And then verse 20, for all the promises of God in him, who's he talking about? Go up to the preceding verse, Jesus Christ, in him are yea. And in him, amen, under the glory of God by us. So I not only stay in him and I have victory, I also have all the promises. Every promise is in him. He is, after all, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So every promise of God is in him. And if I stay in him, then I can hold on and claim every promise that is meant for me, every promise that is my destiny, every promise that is my victory as long as I am in him. Praise God. Let's break this verse down for you. It's got some interesting things that it says. Verse 20, for all the promises of God in. Everybody say in. In. The word in there is the Greek word en, which is a primary uh, preposition. Notice fixed position in one place, state, or time. It means a proper place. It means it resides within a proper person's or in the presence of a person. Hallelujah. It means that which a person has surrounded or equipped or furnished. So all the promises of God are in Christ. Everything I need, I'm sur- it's surrounded in him. So if I can get to him, I can get his promise. So how do I do that? How do I get to him? He says, and in him, amen. Another Greek word. In him, yea, is the Greek word en that we just told you about. And the Greek word in him is dia. It's a primary preposition denoting the channel of an act through the means or instrument by which it is affected. It speaks of the one who is the author of the action as well as the instrument by which it is affected. So all of a sudden I can say it passes from where it is in him to me. It passes from him to me and in him or through him. Amen. Amen. The distribution of the promise of God comes from my relationship of faith that I can declare him to be the amen. I declare him to be my answer. I declare him to be my hope. I'm complete in Christ. 
I'm complete in Christ. The NIV reads of this, no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Every chapter, every verse, every line, every syllable, every constant, every vowel, every period, every exclamation point, whew, it is in him. Hallelujah. Paul looked at, at a bunch of people one day in Acts 17, 20, and he says, For in him we live, we move, and have our being. It's all in him. It's all in him. Hmm. The fullness of the Godhead is all in him. I think I, Brother G.T. Haywood, I think, wrote that one as well. It's all in him. What are you meaning? I'm meaning exactly what Paul said when he said it's all complete in him, so then I am complete in him. Hmm. Praise God. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him, believeth in him. Jesus said in John 15 and 5, I'm the vine, ye are the branches, he that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. He went on to say, if ye abide in me, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Come on, write that down. Find place jot it down John 15 5 amen and 7 if I'll abide in him then I get the promises that are in him praise God Romans 3 and 24 being justified freely by his grace through the redemption through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus Romans 8 and 1 there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, hallelujah, we find that the Bible speaks about that we're sanctified in Christ Jesus. In Adam all died, but so in Christ shall all be made alive. Galatians 3 and 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond or free, there is neither male nor female, but ye are all one in Christ. Hallelujah. Then he said in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6, and hath raised us together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Where's he going to take you? I don't know, but he's got what you need. Where's he going? I don't know. I, you know, this living for the Lord, that's a crazy step of faith. Yes, but when it looks like there's nothing, he's making a way for you. He's preparing the way for you in Christ in Christ, it says, in him was life, and the life was the light of man. Colossians tells us in our beginning text in 2 and 6 that we walk in Christ. We are then complete in him if we walk in him. If I am in Christ, then I am in a fixed position of blessing, of power, of grace, and victory. I say again, if I am in Christ, then I'm in a fixed, permanent position a blessing it may not always look like you think it's going to look in your life may take a different course than what you have charted but i want to submit to you that if you're in christ it's going to be okay if you're in christ everything's going to be all right, all right. let me show you a couple other places where we get this whole different concept of being in christ Romans eleven thirty six, for of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Sound like a little riddle, 
but of him, through him, to him, all things. For of Christ speaks of the origin. Where do I start? With Christ and through Christ, denoting the channel or act. That's that word dia that we just heard back a few verses ago. Dia, that means he is my channel of supply. I start with him. He's going to flow through himself to me and to him denotes I return it back to him. So I'm in Christ. He blesses me. He touches me. He heals me. And I turn around and do this. What am I doing? I'm returning what he's given me. I'm returning. If I can't see what he's given me, I don't have a, my, my praise will be limited. But I think I can see that he's blessed me. If I could see that he's kept me, then I'm going to praise him. But there's one more aspect to this. For I need to be in Christ. There was a time that I was without Christ. But now I'm in Christ. One day I shall be with Christ. Being in Christ is more than merely following him. It is making him the center, circumference, and the subject of our entire life. Let me share with you today one more aspect of this. And that is a couple, three verses I want to share with you in conclusion today. Colossians 1 and 27. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Oh, wait a second. Now we got a whole different concept. Paul put it like this in Galatians 2 and 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ living in me. Mm. 1 John 4 and 14. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God. What are you saying? Who confesses him to be Christ, the Son of God, the fullness of the Godhead bodily? Then notice that it says, God dwelleth in him and he in God. Something powerful happens when you get in Christ. Something powerful happens when you take on his name in baptism. Something happens when you trust in him by faith. Amen. Something begins to take place is that he comes in you. That's a new ball game. That's a whole new ball game when you consider I have a relationship with him and I'm just going to keep on continuing being him because if I'm in him, he's going to be in me. He has what I need. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just pray right at this moment. He has what I need. He has what I need. Your completeness is not in things. Your completeness is not in possession. Your completeness is not in relationships. Your completeness is not in what your education may be. Your completeness is not whether you fail or whether you fall or your success. Your completeness is the finished work of Christ at Calvary. I am complete in him. 
Are you lacking anything today? Do you feel like something's missing in your life? Do you feel like something is missing from your, your daily experience? Where do I go? Where do I turn to? What do I do? I turn to Christ. I turn to Christ. Are you sick today? He's the healer. Turn to him. Turn to him. Turn to him. Are you depressed today? Let me tell you where to go. Turn to him. Jesus, would you help me? Crawl, call and cry upon to the Lord today. Oh, it's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of wisdom. Knowing where to go. Where do you go? Where do you go? I'm going to ask Bishop to come and he's going to pray for you. And he's going to pray right now for us. As we take our walk into this place. Maybe you want to pray right where you are. Maybe you ought to fall down on your knees. Right in the room where you're watching. And begin to call upon him. And realize that you're in Christ. Hallelujah.